0: Hey guys, welcome back to episode four. This week I spoke with Yazan al-Safi. Yazan was literally the neighbor to Saddam Hussein, believe it or not. Swear to God. Um, His stories are some of the craziest stories I've ever heard in my life. Um, The the interview itself isn't a a linear narrative. It's kind of a series of disjointed stories. So it is a little awkward at times. There is a language barrier, but once you get into the flow of things, uh, it'll be fine. Um, I know I'm not selling that the best way, but... um, it was a great time, uh, I really enjoyed speaking with them. and on an unrelated note, I'm going to start keeping these episodes till right around the hour mark, just to respect your time. Uh, thanks a lot guys, appreciate it. Without further ado, here's Izan.
1: I swear, every single day, there's an explosion or dead body on my way to the university. Every single day. Hey buddy. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you?
0: Good. So, I have Yuzan on today, and uh, I'm going to actually let you introduce yourself because I know why I'm having you here, but uh, I guess if you could just say um, you know, your name, high level, where you're from, and uh, most importantly, who you live next to.
1: All right. My name is Yazan al-Safi. I was born and raised in Baghdad, Iraq. Uh, I was born in 1986, uh, lived... 23 years there moved to the United States and continue living here Uh, I'm a design engineer and for disclosure purposes for this podcast I don't have any relationship with any religion or any group or any party awesome
0: and you live next to a pretty uh powerful neighbor
1: oh yeah well uh, I live next to the uh, well, I lived during the Saddam Hussein's uh, regime, next door, literally, and then became the green zone, and I lived also in the same area next door. This is going to be interesting. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: when did it become the green zone?
1: Uh, right after the war. It's basically a group of ministries or departments. Uh, they surrounded the area. They call it the green zone. It goes from the palace, the Saddam Hussein's main palace, till almost the airport. They have all this area occupied. Wow! Yep, that's wild. It's a really nice area.
0: So I wonder to know what Iraq's like. What's Iraq like currently? You, well, I mean, I mean, not just politically, okay. but just like, what's it's, it like? Is it blazing hot during? The it's day?
1: definitely a way to the media put it, like camps, uh, uh, tents, I'm sorry, with camels. <laughs> definitely, it's not like right. that. i never seen a camel myself. <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, during the 90s, it was, it's a socialist party, so uh, everything, everybody works for the government and very small private sector. Represented by maybe restaurants and these small businesses. Mm -hmm. No major businesses. Government will be competing with you (laughs) if you do so. Really? Yeah, especially during the uh, Saddam's regime. Isn't that
0: interesting how you see that a lot with, with dictatorship-type countries? Oh, yeah, like absolutely. You, you see it in China right now. Like exactly. In order to be a successful businessman, like you have to be tied in mm-hmm. with the Communist yes. Party. Yeah.
1: I, I'm not sure about China or even Russia, but it's also they play the same role. I think Russia com- does the same for sure. Y- yes. <laughs>
0: so, I mean, but again, before we get into like the, the, the politics and the stories, um, I got to say, just taking a half a step back, once I started this podcast and I started compiling a list of guests, my brother was like, you got to talk to Yazan. You got to talk to Yazan. I'm like, all right, who's Yazan, who's right? And so he linked us up and I'm glad he did. So um, props to my brother. Um, but I, I want to know, I guess, like just growing up, I mean, it's blazing hot during the day, right? Oh, yeah. Over 100.
1: 100, 10, 20. Oh, That's God. how hot it gets. And uh, since after the war, at least. There's no power, so I don't even know how people live with no air conditioning. and That's brutal. Yeah, exactly. That's brutal. Yeah. I mean, when
0: it gets so. to, like, 75, 75 <laughs> when it gets yeah. to, like, 72 outside of the <laughs> yes, AC, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're crazy. spoiled here. Yeah. So what was it like growing up as a boy
1: in Iraq? I mean, what did you do for fun? Uh, I mean, uh, we used to play soccer all the time. That's all what I remember at this time. Yeah, uh, yeah we used to go to school. I don't used to study a lot (laughs) so i spent my time playing and my parents kicked me into the house every single day (laughs) yeah uh we don't we didn't have any uh video games we don't even have any entertainment no tv channel that we had only two channels government regulated channels unbelievable yes only two channels government regulated channels exactly
0: what'd you do for fun <laughs> soccer. <laughs> that's the only thing. soccer. That was yeah. It? yeah, it's the most
1: popular game there. Is
0: it soccer over there or is it football? Oh, call we call it football? football. Yeah. yeah. So, so everywhere soccer. outside the US, is football. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you still watch it?
1: Oh yeah, I was just watching the game today. Nice. Who's your team? It was my team is Real Madrid, but there okay. was a Tottenham and Manchester United game. One one. Okay. All right. So
0: you don 't have much entertainment, right and Not uh, at same all. with cell phones I mean cell phones and internet didn't come into no, i mean r- I would say we're about the same age,
1: so I would say till about mid to this point in our lives but, uh, well, I wish <laughs> internet started uh, about t- in two thousand and one, I think, and it was also government regulated. There used to be some centers you go you go to you cannot have well if you have a company you can have it in the company and it's also government regulated if you have, you own a home you have to go probably to a center where you use co- government computers to to do wow. your research and stuff so you are still surveilled I mean, oh even yeah. when you were everywhere using yep 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 that's insane i'm telling you it's a joke but it says when a man wants to tell his wife a joke about the regime in the middle of nowhere in a car they have to close the window <laughs> and tell the joke this is how bad it was if you say a joke you could die for it as simple as that so that fear was real it's the fear is was so real wow so
0: i i watched a video right um there's this guy that uh his dead. His name. His name's uh, Christopher Hitchens, and he gave this this presentation about Iraq. And he was uh, he was describing a book called The Republic of Fear mm-hmm. by this author. He's a British Iraqi author, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know what else he does, but a sharp guy. He's an academic, and he uh, his name is called uh, Kanan Makia. Right, writes this book, the, the Republic of Fear, and he
1: talks about. Just how terrifying it was. It was terrifying. A lot of people lost their lives just by laughing into a joke, not just saying the joke. I heard a story. uh, It was 1995. Mm -hmm. Three men were, someone was recording them. One said the joke. The second person laughed at the joke. The third one, he knew the joke. He didn't laugh at it. Those two, the, the one who said the joke and the one who laughed at it, they died. They were executed. You're kidding me. Yes. And uh, the third one was just gel, got some jail time, and that's it, because he didn't do any action.
0: <laughs> I'm probably going to say the word insane a lot, because that sounds oh, insane. Yeah. It is um, insane. In the same speech that I was telling you about from this guy that I was watching, he was saying it was to an extent that it was such radical evil that... If you were in a cafe and you accidentally spilled a coffee across the party paper, for example, and Saddam's face was on oh. that paper, the the cafe would go quiet. <laughs> and you just, you just made the worst mistake of your life. The police are Pretty on the much way.
1: Pretty much, I mean, they, people would turn their faces, but it's, it's really dangerous to do so. I mean, although it was an accident, you cannot do that. I still remember this. This is a good story. We were like 12 years old playing soccer in our uh, apartment building every building has the same picture on the top wow one time we hit the ball and broke the picture I swear, we let the ball and we ran, and the ball at that Whoa. time we didn't have like uh, very fancy balls, like made of plastic. <laughs> we left and then we ran away. No one came close to it no, just because we were it. so, so you scared. Want to be associated with, well, I
0: guess it's better that you uh, hit the poster or hit the hit the picture of Saddam instead of breaking his window. No. Or his house. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> kicking a ball over the. Yeah. Over the fence and breaking his window. <laughs> I don't think anybody would claim that.
1: No, no one. <laughs> was,
0: it, was it more amped up for you, your father, your family, being that you were in such close proximity to him, though? It,
1: it, well, Baghdad's not big of an area, so you could you could meet them in multiple places. We used to go to... There are some uh, clubs we used to go. Uday used to go there a lot. Uh, there's this uh, club called... Uh, Horseback riding, riding. Okay, he used to go there uh, very often. Every time he goes there, we leave. He's crazy. We don't know what he. So, is just up for to. clarification, he's the son, but he's the eldest son of the he's two. The, he's so the oldest. Yeah. Uday, there are, there Uday are, and
0: Kusei, my right? Uday
1: and Kusei, and there's also a step brother or stepson from different well, mother. I, uh, not the one that we know. I didn't know that. His name is Ali. Uh, so. This story, back in the days, I don't know which year was it, but Saddam was visiting a school, and there was a teacher there. She was a very pretty te- teacher, and he met her. She was married. He asked her to divorce her husband, and he married her. And the third son that I was talking about, that's her son.
0: Which son was that that did His that? His name
1: is Ali. Is Ali still alive? I don't know. So we don't know if he was killed in the war. I don't think he was killed. He was. He is not into the That's family. He's not, he's, That's he's off absolutely
0: paper. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like I can't even fathom that. I mean, somebody walks into a store where your wife works, or a hospital where your wife works, mm-hmm. and says, under threat
1: of whatever, threat of. We don't know what happened, but like did he threat someone did she (laughs) but i mean when you're that
0: powerful if you're a woman do you really have a choice
1: yeah yeah exactly so a lot of people like uh uh they once they see anyone from the family they just go home that's crazy (laughs) and especially oday oday was crazy person he used to run after girls in the middle of the streets and and forced them to do, do stuff. So people... What? Were, yes, like, at least, like, get into the car. I mean, you cannot say no, <laughs> really. Oh. Yeah, We don't know if, if you can say no in the first place.
0: So I get the sense, uh, you know, looking through old videos and whatnot of, of Saddam and his son, I get the sense that uh, Uday was really the worst of the two. He
1: was. He used to go out and uh, follow girls, ask them to do stuff, and even though they don't, we don't know what would happen. So I, I heard some stories where uh, girls hiding into people's houses just to run away from him. Like he was following So a the girl dude was a monster. He was, he was legit. He was, and he was crazy. You, you don't know. He, you could get killed just because he didn't like you or something. He killed his best friend uh, uh, at one party. He and killed he his was, best friend at a party? Yes. Why would you invite that guy to anything? <laughs> it was his party. <laughs> oh, literally. yeah. I mean, we don't have any clubs, like nightclubs, or so. He has, these are all private parties. So Uday can do whatever he wants. He at his can own do party. everyone with no uh, no one to say anything. And it's <laughs> like if you get an invite, you got to show up, right? Uh, well, you
0: can't say, hey, bro, I'm busy, or I'm going to take a nap tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't
1: think you can. Uh, one year, there was a very famous Iraqi singer. His name is Kadam al Sahar. Uh-huh. Uh he was invited to Saddam's birthday party and he was traveling he's not he didn't live in Iraq he didn't come, uh, he didn't come to the party oh so, so that's, the that's year after sounds. or so he came to Iraq no not at the I don't know when if it was the birthday or another time okay uh, there w- there was no fly zone in Iraq so you have to drive to Jordan this is the closest spot Whoa. he was driving a group of like a gang stopped him in the middle of the road they beat him up <laughs> because he didn't go to saddam's birthday party well people say that the reason why because he didn't come to the to the party I guarantee yeah. i'm surprised he's still alive Yep. Yeah. have you ever met saddam have you ever met his sons saddam no days yes uh, this uh there's uh it's called hunting club and there's also the horseback riding club he used to show up a lot and he's doing like donuts in his car you've and, seen him but I have you personally him. met him uh no not personally he's much older than
0: i am and if you see somebody like that that's that powerful and that scary how do you how do you say hi to somebody like that i mean do you do you address them in like a formality because I, I, certain cultures you know you you say a greeting with a formal version at the end it has to be
1: it. it has to be formal he's not your buddy. In the right, right. The but what, I guess what I'm asking is, what would it be? Would it be, is it, assalamu alaikum? Uh, that's for, well, you can say that. But it's that not, has a religious intonation, yeah, right? You, you have to call him sir or master. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, master, that's, that's, you can say assalamu alaikum, it's not a bad word, but if you say like, hello, this is, he's not your buddy, you cannot say that. Like,
0: right. What what does that mean, as Alaikum?
1: Uh, it's p- peace on you. Okay. This is like Islamic uh, way to say hi.
0: I think that sounds nice. Yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with it. I watched a story on Uday where he took great interest in football and... The team was not good nationally, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what he ended up doing is torturing his players. Yeah,
1: he put them in jail, and I heard he beat them. He beat them up. He forced <laughs> forced them to play with like a concrete ball. They said <laughs> like a very heavy ball. I don't know, like kick concrete. around a concrete ball. Yes, <laughs> wow. Yep. and this is this came from a like a national player. <laughs> he said, "This is what ha- happened to us." <laughs> That's crazy. What I
0: heard is he would. He would move these players out to, like, a farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. The, the wives and the family didn't know where they went. They thought they, thought they were dead. Yeah. I mean, and so they're, they're asking around, right? And yeah. I heard uh, these guys started getting cholera. They started getting diseases. And the only reason that Uday let him go is because he was worried about his cow. Like, legit, he was worried about his animals being sick. Is Why didn't you leave? Like the minute the minute you realized what was going on, or, or not even going on. You don't have to understand the whole thing, but you get a sense of danger and fear every time you go out. So
1: why weren't you like, "I got to get out of here"? You cannot. Here's the thing: it's very expensive to leave. There was like four hundred dollars. No, it's I don't know how to uh, to convert it, but it was very expensive to leave the country. You have to pay these fees to leave. And also, not a lot of people have money. I mean, if you go there, what are you going to do there? Because during that 90s, uh, you get salary from the government that's equal uh, 24 pack of eggs. That's the salary for one month. <laughs> wow, It's very low. Most of the people have either side job, this is how they get their money, or they work for the government, but they take bribes, which is... Why Iraq is that bad now? Because all of these people lived in, in a very bad situations, and they they taught how to, to steal or take bribes, and they still do that, even though they are taking a lot of money now.
0: So there's no way you're leaving the country. It's like you're a prisoner. Exactly. When you get money, you it's, only it's have it's enough a, money to buy prison. eggs. Yeah,
1: and you don't have money to leave. You cannot leave because the only place that you have to go to, to Jordan, and... I know a lot of people did it, but they cannot live with it because you live in a very poor area you don't have you cannot work there. it's very hard, so it's not easy job to do. A lot of people did it uh uh they traveled, but they had better chances to leave, but not everyone has this chance
0: so this is the second time you mentioned jordan is is Jordan a pretty I don't want to say commonplace to go
1: to, but I mean, this, is this the sounds only place like, the, the only place. This is the only place. <laughs> Back in Saddam's time, this is the only place, and it's a 12-hour drive from Baghdad. When you say the only
0: place, you just mean the closest in proximity, no. country.
1: We, we, so this is Iraq, surrounded by Syria. Right. Has a, they also have a bath, uh, bath right. party, right. Socialist yeah. party, but they have problems with within uh, our party party mm-hmm. you cannot go there because there's no borders the borders are, all, are closed right uh turkey also have some issues with iraq iran the war kuwait the war Saudi arabia is part of the because they got allied with the, <laughs> with the kuwait so only jordan would take you as a visitor wow and if you want yeah i mean we don't even have money to to go anywhere so maybe to Jordan, and that's, that's all your money would take you. It sounds like you grew up, I don't know if
0: middle class is even anywhere near an accurate description of of how you grew up, but it sounds like your dad was an engineer from what I understand. Yes, my so, dad
1: is an architect. Uh, has This is how we survived that time. He had a design office, and he used to work for the Ministry of Planning, he kept his daytime job at the Ministry of Planning, just because, <laughs> and he had the design office. He he used to work okay. like second shift after that. Okay. Uh, after the war, he, uh, at Saddam's time, he got like uh, high level, but it's he was like general major at at uh, at one, one time. But after the regime collapsed he he we he got like uh, promoted to uh minister of Municipality, public works uh deputy minister okay minister is a department so your dad was somebody important
0: kind of especially right. after the war yeah so you didn't grow up the same way like a lot of other people did right
1: during Saddam's regime we were middle class okay I mean, maybe after the war we got a little bit better lifestyle but we were middle class uh, as well uh especially uh, so times, time we middle class and most of the people live the same level yeah
0: so tell me what it was like when you knew war was on the horizon you knew america's coming in you have okay. the you have the largest military in the history of the world mm-hmm. bearing down upon you what does that feel like knowing that it's coming
1: so uh, war in baghdad is not like street fights or anything it's like airplane hitting some uh high points which are we used to live in the center of Baghdad there are so many hot points around us yeah with all of them like uh, air defense right uh, so I mean weren't you freaked out about your house just getting blasted (laughs) yeah yeah it was very crazy so here's the thing uh in during the 90s I think in 1992 the United States hit a shelter where uh, people were sheltering during the war thousands of people died Casualty. Uh, that's so people stopped going to these shelters. So everyone's staying home, although I, I still remember we turned off the lights before no like, like no? Yeah, right. Like, oh my yeah, God. we had some wrong. Right, like it doesn't make that much of a difference. <laughs> exactly. right? oh, yeah, and we hide uh, usually in the bathroom because there are no windows. It's safer. The uh, Or when we moved to another house, we, lived, we stayed in the basement. It was the safest place. How long did you have to live like that for? i mean you're oh. in a, you're in a state of fear all the time. Yeah, you, I told you, you. we started with the Iran war. after that the Gulf War that lasted 13 years from 1990 or 1991 to two thousand and three. and after that, we had these Sunnishi complex, oh. and then ISIS came. <laughs> Iraqi people lived all their lives like this, especially the people who lived in the who, who were born in the in the eighties. So what is that? I mean, all right, so.
0: Cradle of civilization, right? There's been fighting there forever.
1: Yes, but
0: why? It, You're talking about Sunyanchi, right? It's an ancient, it, it's an ancient place. I'm talking about everything. Well, I mean, I know there's different ideologies, so I understand that, right? But why always there? I mean, is it is it tied in with a religion? Is it just that infighting all the time? I just want to
1: understand. This is a question about the Sunyanchi, right? Yeah, you can okay. you can answer however you want. Okay, so back in the time thousand and four hundred years ago after prophet muhammad died before he died he said i want my cousin to be after me like the not a prophet but like the king or whatever after me uh so some people were there they agreed on it and but when he died he didn't happen someone else So, the people who wanted him, they want his family to take control after he died.
0: Was that Hussein?
1: Uh, Hussein, yes. Oh, you have a good knowledge Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So, they want him to be in the power. He, actually, no, I'm sorry. That was his father, Imam Ali. Mm -hmm. That's his father. And he became the third, uh, we call him Khalifa. I don't know what's the translation for that. Uh, he was the third Khalifa after the two uh, Khalifas before him Is Khalifa the same as Imam? It's a, re- it's a religious figure, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> I would say that Okay. Imam is, we call the guy who pray in the mosque That's Imam But uh, you can also call him Imam But Khalifa is like the king more or less, the king. So the branch you just described is Shia Shia, Shia want the family of Prophet Muhammad to take control Okay while Sunnis, they want the friends of Prophet Muhammad, and it's like election thing or something. Really? There was no election, but they want, they do, they didn't want the family to take control. And at some point, the first four prophets, they uh, they gone. The family of uh, Prophet Muhammad also wanted to control the the country or the. Uh, kingdom. I don't know what it's called at that time. Mm-hmm. But there's another group of people also controlled. And there was like a... a, a people of Iraq invited the grandson of uh, Prophet Muhammad to come and be their leaders. And in, in, it's called Najaf or Karbala. Okay. So he traveled from Saudi Arabia and Medina toward Iraq. It was Karbala with the army of the... Uh, it's called... Amawi army okay. the, the, this this time it's called the Amawin. they stopped and killed him, and that's how people start dividing between the two so ever since then yes so, so we are talking like, like six, 300, six 300, centuries yes, since thirteen hundred been... years ago oh <laughs> people's and by the way stories from both sides uh start generating oh these this is what they did this is what they did. Most of them, are but you said both true.
0: sides. But I don't think I got the story on the Sunnis. So I know the Shia side, and then the the descendant got killed. But what is the the Sunnis? That's right. You said the Sunnis actually believe in friends actually
1: taking. Uh, they on the didn't mantle. want the family to. So they supported the uh, the army of the uh, the the friends of the friends prophet. Of prophet, or sure. the, the army of. Uh, they didn't support the family of the Prophet Muhammad. Got it. Yeah. That's how it started in the beginning. But now it's like they're both religious. And it's not like Sunni are less religious than the Shia. But right, <laughs> right. So what's
0: the what's the divide in terms of uh, population? Not population, but how many people are Shia compared to how many people are, are Sunni?
1: In Iraq, no. uh majority are Shia. Okay. While, well, for example, Saddam Hussein was Sunni. And that's why <laughs> uh, there was a conflict there. Uh Some of the Shia in Iraq, especially at this time after the war, Mm -hmm. they like probably Iran more than Iraq. And that's what Saddam didn't like. And he wanted to end this relationship.
0: I I was told that Saddam was really like the the iron fist, though, that that kept all the tribes or the different sects. I don't even know if sects is the right word for for, uh, religion. I mean, all right, Sunni, Shia. Uh, I heard there's the Chaldeans, right? So Yeah. Cal- Cal- all, there's this mix, right? And mm-hmm. Saddam was the one that was like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna chill out. He was he was
1: uh governing in Iron Fist. Yeah. All the w- people you would think they work for him. There's a strong government, uh strong sec- sec- secret services, strong police, tr- it was a very strong government. Really strong. If you want to do something crazy, you're most likely will get caught and you'll get what do killed. You, what do you mean by crazy? Because it just sounds like if you Any, just laughed at a joke, you, that's it. Exactly. That's that's one crazy thing. But, for example, you want to plan some revolution or anything against the government, right. you will get caught. You don't trust anyone. You cannot trust anyone. And it's like people are almost spying on each other. Spying you, on each other. Don't. They write reports about you, what you do, especially those who work for the party that are socialist party they probably write a report about every single person i didn't realize it was that bad well after the war we got some <laughs> folders from like relatives and relatives and people we know uh, <laughs> we, read, we read the reports on how they talk about <laughs> them oh so yeah. it, it probably seems really petty actually oh yeah oh yeah you know what i mean and what it says uh Anyone to get wants to get promoted, he has to put so many reports, like certain number of reports about people, oh. whether they are good or bad. But the bad ones would <laughs> would yeah, work, okay, is what so they're looking for.
0: You're, you're, you're incentivized to keep those reports if mm-hmm. you want upward, oh, yeah. mo-
1: if you want upward mobility. Exactly. Dang. Yeah. Man. my my father. That's why he didn't go far at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was not part of the uh, bad party. What was your father's Which relationship? Which is very minority people who really? are not joining i was one but i was like, one, yeah. I was like <laughs> yeah at the school do you want to you join realize, now that you realize that take- you're like hey dad bad idea you
0: know <laughs> yeah it have yeah. been bad for all of us <laughs> true i mean yeah. you yeah. laugh about it now but <laughs> true. I, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you right? yeah
1: why wouldn't you everyone would ask why wouldn't you this is like very good advantage you can go higher and higher and by the way uh one reason why my uncle my uh, from my mom's side my mom's brother he was killed because because of his political view. Did uh, you have a relationship with him? Uh, no, he was murdered at I was born, 1986. How does it make you feel, though? Like, you don't have to know your uncle, but you know that he was your blood, uh, right? Exactly. Just- yeah, I mean, it, it, that's why, like, we cannot even say anything in the family good about Saddam. Although what the current government made Saddam look good... We cannot say anything good about, that, about but, him.
0: Does, does that make you feel anything, though? Because uh, when I think about it, when I hear you say it, it's so matter-of-fact. It's just like, yeah, that's just the way that it was, man. But, like, if I think about it, even though I, I had an uncle, maybe I didn't know that was murdered on the year I was born, yeah. that would kind of bum me out, man. Oh, yeah, I'd be course, like, this, is, yeah, this yeah. is awful.
1: I mean, that's part of why we hate the regime, why we never supported the regime. But besides that we we like to do the right thing. That's what enforces us. Like you cannot live that because of what they did. Right. Yeah. Do you know what your dad's relationship was like
0: with with the party? Or was your dad technically he, in the bath
1: party? He never been in the party. Okay. Yeah. Uh and he was born in Karbala, which is a Shi uh governor, governorate. Uh-huh. And I'll give you an experience. Every time I want to issue an ID, although my my father had a good position in the government, but every time I want to issue an ID, uh, they will give me a hard time doing it, just because my father was born <laughs> in Karbala. Whoa. Yep.
0: So there's there's discrimination that was based discrimination, on no. where where you come from and religion.
1: And although. I personally don't practice religion, <laughs> at any sort. Yeah, yeah. But did you have to be
0: more devout when you lived over there? Oh so, yeah,
1: of course. Because I was like, like <laughs> so there's no, there's no being a moderate Muslim in that time. Well, I, I don't know because people, people, you cannot be like strong Shia because you will be watched yeah. at least. And, At least Yeah uh, There was one Just like you called him imam The mm-hmm. you, Have you heard of Muqtada Sadr? No Muqtada Sadr is As a person who has Like a lot of followers Most of them are Ignorant And That's his words by the way Okay <laughs> Yeah uh, His father Had a strong power Religiously Okay He was Shia He was killed by Saddam And we heard stories besides torturing him uh, he was killed by Saddam. How many years would you say this lasted?
0: I mean, through up until the time you left, right? Probably for yeah, yeah. as long as you can so, remember so because Saddam was killed in 06. Till
1: til 2003, where the war started or ended, uh, we we're living in this fear. After that, there was no government. And when this happened, there was no army, no police. Police have no power. After that, 2003, uh, there was no government. There was no power in the government and everyone can do anything so from 2003 i'll give past till end of 2004 that was kind of good years starting from 2005 till i left in 2008 um i swear every single day there was either an explosion or dead body on my way to the university do you ever every hear? single day or a dead body or dead bodies like i'm driving and i see like a car pulled over on the street with, with dead bodies so they like, like drive by and they kill them <laughs>
0: so seeing a dead body for you like it's it's kind of it doesn't have the same effect i would say it would have on somebody like me i mean you're so you were so used yeah, to seeing kind of
1: used to but i still don't no one yeah no one has right, to go through it right. that sounds insensitive yeah. but that's what i was trying to get to yeah i mean no one should live this life it, especially the last year at college, oh my God, I don't know how I finished. Um, by the way, I was like a strong target because of my father's position. Uh, it, I lived in fear, even besides like the different fear during Saddam's uh, regime where this is something you shouldn't say while something you don't have to say to be killed for, so, just because of your name, for example.
0: So based on all that, you, you've been living in fear forever, you've, You, you know— I can't even imagine it, right? But then you come over here and you have oh, all yeah. these freedoms and and you can talk and you can be free. What kind of,
1: like, what does that do to your mind, man? I felt like I'm a human, honestly, because right? what, I you're mean, not human. D-
0: did it feel like you had, like, any sort of trauma?
1: Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a trauma, but because I was young, so I didn't feel it till I grew here. Uh-huh. Uh, but I know a lot of people had this trauma. For, but before the war... One year, uh, one time, I was high school, middle school. My fa- my brother, was with me in the same school, and there was a gang who killed a family, stealing money. They, <laughs> they took except first and I think second grade. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, seventh and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. They took them, uh, they kept them in classes, but. All the other classes, which is uh, uh nine, eleven, we have like six and six that's why I'm saying, so nine, tenth, eleven, twelfth grades, <laughs> yeah, they uh, take them out of the school and you have to see how they gonna execute it. kids like high school, put them in front of them
0: <laughs> you're kidding me no Ki- nah. y- y- kids Listen. killing kids,
1: no, no, not kids, the army killed them, but in front of the kids. Kids oh. must watch this. Must watch oh. How they these? Who are the people that they killed? The, it was a gang. Was oh, it, so so okay. So the, the military, military shot the gang, but they made the entire yes, school pretty much watch. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, I have, it wasn't clear, but yeah. No, no. So no, the military put it together. Military uh, executed the, the gang of like three people or four, and in front of the kids, like in front of the high school kids, just to learn, learn your lesson. Don't do anything crazy. That,
0: that's, that's heartbreaking, man.
1: Oh, yeah. What does it
0: feel like when a bomb goes off? I mean, I, that sounded really dumb coming out just now, but, like, what, is, what does that do for you? I mean, I mean, I mean it's got to be the, the worst sound and feeling and, and just so amount of fear you've ever felt, right?
1: We learned this. Every time you hear uh, explosion, just jump into the ground. It's not embarrassing. Don't think anyone would laugh at you. Everyone will do that jump on the ground, cover your head, and hopefully you'll be fine, especially if it's far away. Did you have
0: any friends, family, that got, uh, you know, maybe no, not hit directly, but maybe, like, collateral damage? Not me, but to I'll ability. tell you what
1: happened to my father. Uh, my father used to work for the Ministry of Municipalities and Public Works. He had a meeting where the... Uh, uh, like the second half of the government, he he's he was just the prime minister a uh, few months ago. His name al Mahdi. Mm-hmm. He was in that meeting too, and there was a bomb in the meeting room. It says it was in the roof. That happened in central Baghdad in Al mansur The explosion happened. Uh, by the way, when it happens, uh, you you don't hear anything, and then when it goes, you start. Hearing the people yelling This is how my father imagined it for me He did not hear the explosion He was sitting and there was like a column next to him He used to sit there And they moved his seat to, toward Next to the prime minister I'm sorry The deputy prime minister mm-hmm. So he sat next to him And there was a, a post next to them And the bomb was somewhere On that side where he was sitting so All p- of his friends were killed Like the general managers work killed like five of them?
0: So the pillar protected him, though.
1: It did. He, he got injured in his uh, foot, and I think he lost one uh, hearing on one of his ears. But I think he, he uh, got better now. But yeah, that's what happened to him. He said he he didn't know. He He, st- he kept sitting. He didn't know what happened. He thought like power went out or something because it's very normal to. Do. Wow. And then he started uh, feeling something. Coming into like coming down to his face and start peeling his, peeling out crying and yelling. Right after, because you don't hear anything, then you start hearing people and, and uh, he went down. My sister was there. That's like the concussion, right? Exactly, He's just like a concussion. You don't long. know what happened, then you start you're realizing what's going on. <sighs> yep, uh, he survived. Thank thank God, but. Not his friends, five of his friends who were, like, general manager died at that So phone. even though you live here in the States now, if Saddam
0: were still alive, would you be comfortable telling these same stories, or would you not have done
1: this interview? Maybe not. I, I honestly don't know, because they are, they, they're a bunch of—what's uh, uh, the word for chicken, but— they could kill you for just for saying bad things about the government, especially if these words are going to like the Iraqi people. People can hear it, yeah, so bet. you could get killed for that. I, I'm sure there are people. I, I don't know honestly. I, I'll change my answer to I don't know, That's because uh, I know there there are, there were some people against the government, and they are they lived outside the outside Iraq. But
0: so tell me of the the Sunni and Shia. Divide played out after the troops left. Well, the troops were there for a while. They I think they have a base there now even But when Saddam was killed, there was the overthrow, you know, you see the famous images of them pulling down the statue (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. so just like I said the majority of Iraqis are Shia Mm -hmm. and the Sunni was represented by Saddam so they were controlling everything and when this happened Sunni lost pretty much everything And Shia took control of everything. Shia has a strong relationship with Iran, which is not good. (laughs) So Sunni had to find their allies. What they found, Al-Qaeda or ISIS, because they are the closest to them. Al-Qaeda and ISIS believe believe Shia are uh, infidels and they must die. Wow. Yeah, so just because, by the way, in Iraqis you have families, like the last name is the family name. You can tell by your last name whether you're Sunni or she, most of the time. How? What's the root? By, by the name. This family. Right, is no, I understand. And, so, like, um, my
0: my sister lives in Kuwait, right? Her yeah. last name is Al Qatan, right? Yeah. So it's AL and then hyphen, and I guess that's really indicative of. AL is the, not- but
1: okay. the other okay. part, which is the name of the family, you know the name of the family is this family is Shia, or this family okay. is Okay, so you just know there's certain so names. So the, they allied with Al Qaeda and ISIS, or they developed an ISIS in the future, but. And the Shia <laughs> created their own group which is represented by Muqtada Sadr that I told you about mm-hmm. he created his own militia and started fighting them those killing Shia and those killing Sunnis so I was lucky to live in central center of Baghdad which is kind of quiet it's not quiet, you see mostly explosions but if you live right on the borders or somewhere right north or south um you could get a checkpoint, whether from Al-Qaeda or—it's uh, called al-Mahdi army. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, al-Mahdi So army.
0: did you—you you didn't really ex- experience too much of that. I, you knew
1: ex- it was there. It was relatively close by, <laughs> but you didn't have it— Real close, close. I experienced something else not related to Sun Yon-shie. i I would rather not talk about it. Okay. But it's most because mostly because of my father's position, mm-hmm. uh, I was almost getting kidnapped and oh. I ran away. Yeah. So uh, I would rather not <laughs> talk about. Yeah, this. yeah. No, no, no. Whatever you yeah. Whatever but you about want to talk Sun about. That's cool, I, I personally didn't never experienced it, experience mm-hmm. it. But uh, for example, my f- friend's father was killed by the ID. He, they, he Yeah, he was Sunni, and he went to a Shia area. He was going for, for a funeral, and uh-huh. they stopped him. By his name, they killed him. And by the way, it happened from the other side as well. It's like very—and during 2006 and seven. this is a very normal thing. I mean, it's not normal, but— So I heard on. that breaking point
0: for you to say, hey, I got to get out of the country, was when you had a tank— that was
1: buried in your front yard. Oh, yeah, right? that's... Oh, yeah, that, just that, casually, I had a tank <laughs> buried in my front yard. Like, that's, hey, right. that's actually uh, in 2003 at the war. Uh-huh. One day, <laughs> we were, just like I said, uh, we stayed in, uh, at home uh-huh. during the war. And uh, one day, it was like March... It was March 21st. I would say like 22nd, 23rd, 3rd. And we saw a tank. It's It's not a real tank, like, big tank but it's a tank with like a small uh barrel <laughs> i don't know what's that they <laughs> that's they, a tank it is <laughs> yeah. a tank but it's an armored vehicle with a gun <laughs> on it it's a tank it is a tank <laughs> so there was a shuffle made a uh, digged out like a hole for it uh-huh. and they parked it and had the, <laughs> the barrel coming out <laughs> right in front of our house <laughs> there was like an empty area it's like it's like it's not that big but from here like i'd say yeah. less than 100 uh uh, Meter. So, were you ever caught up in any any
0: explosions, any battles? Did you have to defend your your own neighborhood from we other we people? had
1: so, uh, but not from the army or anything. Right. So, uh, just like I said, that uh, once this happened, we had to leave the home. We went uh, to the east side. There's uh, another governorate it's called Diala. Okay. We stayed there till uh, April 10th, April 9th, where uh, the regime collapsed. We went back on the 10th. Uh, our house was good, but these days there, there are these lootings, and they were crazy. Like, all these government uh, offices are being, like, looted and stealing everything. So we were like, what's going on? What's going on? And then we had to make a stop. We closed the roads, me and, like, the neighbor's guys. Uh, w- people had guns. We had, like, uh, one small gun, handgun. Mm-hmm. Uh, No one's coming this way So they cannot go to the other side Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah We blocked the roads for them They were walking by the way There was no cars Because there was a curfew So We closed the roads We didn't let anyone to loot This is how we kind of protected the government Although it was like A day of stealing (laughs) So you're Trying to protect buildings with a handgun, yeah. pretty much, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But are you we, sure you only had a handgun? <laughs> but people wouldn't get close when they are far. They don't have, uh, they don't want to fight you, right? For something right. they don't own. So, you show a gun, you fire a few uh, okay. b- bullets in the air. So you they fired, get scared. They didn't so you get fired a fight. gun. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So after the war, uh, before the war, we had just this uh, handgun. Uh-huh after the war i had a bunker in my i had like a, a lot of machine guns and and the handguns a lot of styles wow man that's yeah.
0: wild i love it that you just laugh about it and you're like yeah we had a bunch of machine guns i'm not crazy. kidding uh,
1: i had a, a lot of kind of machine guns it's such a different upbringing and yeah. uh
0: it's weird because you know i think about my own upbringing right so like i i grew five minutes from here right mm-hmm. and uh i'd run around with my brothers and you know, we would dress in army fatigues and we would play "quote unquote" guns in the woods. We mm-hmm. get these fake guns, but you were playing real guns. Really, like, I mean, <laughs> maybe not at that age, but I mean, look how crazy it is that I, mean, I grew up in a certain way. I felt like I lived in luxury because I had an above-ground pool, and you know, I'd ride bikes during the summer. And you have your experience that you tell me. Mm-hmm. And here we are. You know, yeah. we're so, such, so we're the same. This is how still. we
1: thought at school. Oh, okay. I have to defend my family. I have to get, get a gun. I have to. Then, in the future, you will need the gun eventually. Like, at this point, I don't think anyone, any house in Baghdad does not have a gun. <laughs> because it's, you wow. must have a gun. <laughs> you wow. can, you don't know. Yeah, Maybe before the war, you had the government protect you, but not after the war.
0: So, what was the breaking point? What, what was the point where you or your dad was like, we got to get out of here, and how did you do it?
1: So, after this incident, uh, I, the one I said, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, sure, sure. So... I was try- almost got kidnapped. I stayed home for a couple of days, and I went. I traveled to Syria after that. I stayed two months there, then I came to the state eventually. I never went back.
0: Okay. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't go to Jordan. I thought Jordan was I Actually, I,
1: the final stop was Jordan, and I, I got I there. Got so you obviously had to pay the fee to get out. By the way, uh, Jordan was during Saddam Hussein's uh, time. Ah, that's right. So, Saddam was overthrown at this point. So, you had... Yeah, you can go to Syria, Turkey, Kuwait, Iran. (laughs) Maybe not Saudi Arabia. Very few people would go, but... What's Syria like? uh, This is my impression, first impression about Syria when I went there. It was 2007, Uh, 2008. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I I felt like this is Iraq in 1989. I'm mean, at 98. I'm sorry. This is Iraq in 1998. where oh, so? Is it because of the it, Socialist Bath Party? Exactly because <laughs> I, when I got there, there was an election happened there, and picture of Bashar. I said everywhere, like literally everywhere. <laughs> it's whoa, like Saddam's all over the place. <laughs> I was like, You're like, Let's I'm go. All, I can't do this again. I can't do this again. And I also um uh, so that uh, uh in iraq i never mentioned that but they have very strict rules it will apply on some people then it gets ignored by time so if you don't it's mandatory to serve in the army if you don't and they cut you they'll cut your ears I'm good.
0: All right, I'm <laughs> done with that story. I'm done with
1: that. I'm, I'm telling you another thing. During the '90s, my mom had like a, a sweet shop. It's like a bakery, mm-hmm. it's, like it's a little factory. I would call it. Uh, we sell it to stores uh, and cakes and stuff. During that time, um, because there was a uh, boycott, Iraq boycott, you cannot import anything. Mm-hmm. Especially sugar, sugar was lacking back then, so you cannot bake anything. If you do, they'll cut your hands off.
0: So I don't understand. Why would you do that at all then? why would? You, what's the point? Sorry, you, know, you, you open a business and there's a lack of sugar and so, you can't so the bake, was, and if you do, you get your arms cut off.
1: Yeah, the business was running before the Gulf War started, and then you have to end it. But what to do? <laughs> so you have to work, but it's like... My mom continued working, by the way. Okay. Even if it's illegal. She start, she, she, she has she both her arms. Work. <laughs> She working. Yeah. It applies for a few people. Then people are... I mean, I'm sure people know this factory is running. It's not like something hidden, but... Uh. So you leave. Um, it sounds like... You
0: get a tank in your front yard, and you're like, "This is it. I'm yeah. out of here." You you go to Syria. No,
1: but- no, no, we went to to another government in Iraq, but it's safer than Baghdad. Okay, that's during the war, and we went back. We stayed there like ten days or so. Uh, yeah. 10 days we stayed there. Uh, so I was wrong about... Uh, it's not March 22nd. It was like March en- end of March. Do you have brothers or sisters? I have one brother and one sister. So were you guys all leaving together as a family unit? No. My brother left <coughs> first. Uh, he's a doctor. He's a gy- uh, gynecologist, and he's a, a currently in fertility okay. specialist. He works in UCLA. Okay. Uh, Good for him. He, went, he came here, I think, 2006. My sister came... End of 2006, and two years after, I, I, came. I came to the States. So
0: it, uh, granted, Saddam was overthrown. I mean, were you worried about people catching you or stopping you oh, or yeah. preventing oh, yeah. you from leaving
1: the country? Oh, Did you have to take precautions? <laughs> was there a plan? So uh, they don't want you to go there and live there. So it's very hard to get a passport, first of all uh you'll have to bribe some people to get it Whoa. if you have like a proficient you have to uh to like uh, make it like uh, like a fake passport to change the That's occupation nasty. to to That's none nasty. or something That's <laughs> I, I have a friend who lives here in michigan uh-huh. uh he changed his passport uh it's like a it's like a fake passport is called like anyway so he changed the, he's an engineer he's an archi- architect too he put no occupation like wow. <laughs> so he can travel that's if amazing you, that it makes that much of a difference he, oh yeah so
0: here in detroit we have dearborn right it's the largest middle eastern population Correct. inside the united states mm-hmm. but Paris is number one, I think, outside. That. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I know in the U.S. it's Dearborn, right? So it's that that was clearly the the, mo- the 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 obvious decision to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Dearborn, right?
1: Well, uh, my uncle used to live in Dearborn, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so my when my brother came to the states, he stayed with my uncle. Uh, then my uncle actually moved to San Diego. Uh-huh. My brother moved to Troy. <laughs> and uh he he had my well before that Farmington Hills with my sister then when i join- when I joined them, we lived in uh Troy same house still living <laughs> in that house yeah uh but uh, he went to denver uh California now. What is that? I, I'm the one who stayed. My sister is in yeah, Texas. Surprise, you picked here instead of California. <laughs> oh, yeah, California is
0: amazing. You, yeah. I'm sure you've been, uh, right? Oh yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, a lot. But uh, my my parents are now in California, so they came here, uh, lived a couple years here, maybe. Then they moved to California.
0: Do, do you and your your brother, your parents, you guys ever talk about the old days, like? back in iraq i mean or is it just like hey that's that's
1: behind us yeah, that was just I, a I don't story think, of the past no, I, I, we would rather not talk about it sure we i'm not here but with my parents we would rather not we we're all in agreement on yeah. how the regime was bad and we might discuss what's happening today <laughs> because yeah we do that a lot about today's politics because in in iraq now it's chaos
0: you know it's interesting dude because um my my wife is um korean american uh, i mentioned her in a previous podcast so I, I i know i'm repeating myself but when i when i speak with her grandma so her grandma doesn't speak a word of english so i don't technically speak with her but um it's came to me that she was part of the korean intelligentsia uh when north korea and south korea split and oh. where I'm going with this is when you ask her questions about the Korean War, about the, the atrocities that happened, they don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's just I mean, like, you know, it's something it's best. in the past. You it's like they don't want to burden you with mm-hmm.
1: it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's been years since we talked about something about the old regime, at least. But well, I appreciate uh, you coming on and talking about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, with my parents at least uh, especially my mom because mm-hmm. again her she lost her brother to the old regime and they basically don't want to talk, talk about it
0: so i have one last question
1: for you and by that. the way i didn't know about my uncle till after the war because oh. my parents didn't want us to know anything about the go- they, they
0: hid your family's <laughs> history yes
1: and, uh, so they did
0: it to protect you they would keep, yeah, yeah, keep info from you to protect us you. and
1: them so this is it's actually a dirty move but they used to go to preschools ask casually the kids oh what does your father do when they saw Saddam oh. people lost their lives because of this
0: that, that blows my mind. Yeah. And I don't think anybody could ever imagine living one day in, under that
1: regime. Yeah, yeah, So you come here, though. You,
0: you escape. You come here. You have, and you have freedom, family. Again, but now you
1: have all this freedom. I, I've been asked this question. What do you what is feel like living in the States? You feel like a human. You don't have this feeling when you live there. Wow. You, you don't have any. Now it's freedom. It's not freedom, no. <laughs> even even now there's no regime or no government. It's not freedom. They don't understand what the meaning of the freedom is. This is what's controlled the freedom is the freedom, not something you can do with no one punishing you. Has this it taken you a while to acclimate, to be like,
0: oh, man, I can speak my mind. You know, what I, mean? I can disagree openly. It did, with, it did.
1: With- uh, I, well, a few years in the States I had to <laughs> adopt living here. Had same Iraqi mentality, which was very kind of stupid, <laughs> yeah, so I had to adopt well to it's like you're, you're, you're conditioned
0: you're conditioned yeah, since yeah. childhood you know yeah, it's yeah. hard to yeah. uh, to change those behavior patterns the way you're thinking I
1: personally think uh I would do better than all my friends when it comes to adopting because I know some friends still have like these Iraqi mentality. <laughs> Wow. and uh, they cannot have their, like, freedom or... Was there anything that stuck
0: out to you as being, like, bizarre or or shocking, I suppose? Like, wow, that's nuts that Americans can oh. do that. Is it just... I mean, what, I mean, whether it be fashion sense or whether it be people being outspoken or, you know, even having, like, 50, 50 channels on TV, right? You only had no, two. No, so
1: here's the thing. After the war in 2003... We got satellites which has okay. thousands of channels okay. instead of the two right, see, cell phones. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're sending, so right. we start being open to the to the world. We weren't, but now we're open to the world. Yeah, I didn't know. How that, I didn't know how that quite changed. But yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm still thinking you had two channels. You know what I mean? It's just no, no, not it anymore. sounds pretty rough. So, really, again after the 2003. Everything went upside down. Since like you were like. Living in a dark to very bright place. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. No, yeah, okay. uh, very bright place. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah, wow, that's, that's
0: wild. And being in Michigan, there's so much green. You look out the window oh, right yeah. now. I green love green trees. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. It's the beautiful. Michigan summer, too. summer is hard to beat, man. I'll mm-hmm, tell you what. Mm-hmm. But um, on. This has been a pleasure, dude. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you have some real wild stories yeah. and. uh, this was a lot of fun. It was my pleasure. I appreciate uh, you driving an hour just to sit down with uh, me and, and have whatever. these conversations or this conversation. but uh, thank you all for listening. We're out
1: and is on. Thank you so much. Thanks buddy. Thank you.